0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
1: We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way.
2: So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out.
0: Ah.
2: On today's show, we're discussing the possibility of a Mandalorian movie, and then on top of that, the most anticipated holiday films. We've got the exclusive on that from Fandango, and then a whole bunch of trailers. On today's show, we're going to discuss them all on Movie Talk. Hi. Oh, hey. We're live. We're going to talk about movies, and I'm going to get to talk about movies today with Collider.com's Vinny Mancuso and Fandango's Nikki Novak hello hello Hi. how are you guys doing you, you can tell i'm already in the holiday I haven't <laughs> seen the second you walked into the office i'm like yes you, yeah, you I, 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 I felt bad i went is. this
0: drab gray shirt and i was like look at this this is so festive and i and look I like, a, like... <laughs> i look like a troll i am the cole of this of this movie no, talk the phantom of the opera we decided that i'm the phantom of the opera of the of collider's offices because i sort of just lurk in the background all the time yeah, and people and are like is that guy actually work here because I can't say. Because I
2: walked in you like, we've, we've never met. I said, no, we have. I've seen your face We, we discussed this lurking. a little bit yesterday. So you've never been in like, a high school production of a musical or something like that?
0: Uh, I Oh. <laughs> I, uh, actually, I, I was not in a high school production of anything. I was in an eighth grade production of High School Musical. I, uh, I played Troy Bolton. <gasps>
2: you told me this at um, D23. I can't yeah, believe I've I forgot. Uh,
0: I, I made one stage appearance my entire life. I, I, I uh, retired on top. I, I was lead. <laughs> uh, I didn't think my performance was too good because I didn't have, you know, the experience of a high schooler to be in High School Musical. I think that suffered a little bit because of it.
2: <laughs> so, Nikki, I have a pitch for you. Let's say we hosted a Collider home video like film festival where everybody unearthed their old embarrassing stuff would you oh come and gosh. you watch it all i don't like this yes thing. you would I don't, oh I don't totally i have my own too i've
1: made some bad stuff before <laughs>
2: like what now <laughs> oh curious
1: well Please. i was i did go to acting class um in New York, and speaking of fan of the Opera, we had to take a musical theater class as an option, and I thought everybody in my class was going to be just beginners like me, like I'd never sang publicly, and everybody in there were, was like off-Broadway, and we, have to, we had to sing every three classes, so I waited to the very last minute, and I blew out my vocal cords warming up because I was so nervous and I sang Phantom of the Opera. Why you choose Phantom of the Opera yeah, when you're not one. a singer? A so one. I am not the Phantom of the Opera of anything.
0: I, I, I can't but, sing. Yeah. It right now, but I feel like we should stop discussing this until someone, someone asks us on the chat. They're like, oh yeah, you guys could sing? Do it for us because I can't.
2: I can't sing for the life of me, so my video would just be like a really kind of like dark, fuzzy video, and we'd have to do a little highlight bubble of me playing saxophone in the pit orchestra. Oh, there you go. That's about as much as I can offer up, That's though. And I team. knew I couldn't sing, and I was never going to try. Unfortunately, I tried. I tried. Unfortunately, there was
0: only uh, one copy of the High School Musical that I was in, and it uh, mysteriously disappeared. Somewhere around my sophomore year of high school.
2: What'd you do to it?
0: I I, I do not the, the case was never solved. We never found we never found the video, this so the could video be a does movie. not exist. I'm
2: determined to invest. Found footage. It could oh be, be the next Blair no, Witch. Never ever. Totally <laughs> <found, laughs> open to all of Never this. ever
0: found footage from that.
2: Would you guys rather watch Collider Video Home Movies or would you rather watch a Mandalorian movie? That's the question right now. Hmm. So There was a variety business manager's breakfast, and Alan Horn was there, and he spoke about a bunch of things, and one of the quotes pertains to the possibility of us getting a Mandalorian movie, even though only one episode is available right now. Here's that specific quote. The Mandalorian is already proving to be a big thing, so if that series proves to be so compelling that we reverse engineer it into a theatrical release, a two-hour film or whatever, okay. So... Do you take this as kind of a casual thing he just threw out there? Or could this be something they're actually thinking about doing?
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> when the Disney the, the head of Disney Studios is like, we'll make a two-hour movie or whatever. I love it, the
1: word whatever. Yeah, thing it's there. just
0: like, you know, because that, that to me, is it just like sums up Disney's uh, influence and power right now. They're like, if we want to make a, another Star Wars movie that day, sure, we'll throw some money at it. And it didn't sound like a, a serious plan but I kind of, I don't like the mindset of it because it's like, it's the whole thing where you, the idea dictates the movie instead of someone writing a, Mandal- a Mandalorian movie and then being like, this is good, we'll make this. They're like, eh, if, we, if we get the viewers, we'll, we'll, we'll look. And that's, how you, that's, that's how you get Solo. That's how, that's how Solo happens. Someone says Han Solo prequel, and they're like, sure, we'll, we could make that happen.
2: I feel like one of the most alarming terms in this quote was reverse engineer. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. That's never
2: a good approach to a piece of content, especially something in the storytelling realm. I actually, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second, because I actually find it, like when
1: you hear about movies going to Disney Plus that were like Avengers characters or that, it is less exciting to me than actually the prospect of something that you fall in love with watching streaming and then having like a big event movie. I kind of get excited about that prospect. And I don't... I mean, him saying or whatever, I don't think he's casually throwing anything out. Because we know unless they're really serious about something, they don't really say it. I think he means what he says. And I think it's probably something they've thought about from the beginning. But I think if it's as good... I mean, I've seen the first episode. I loved it. I think it's if it's as good as... It looks and continues to be as good. I think the ideas are going to be there. I don't think John Favreau is going to run out of ideas anytime soon. And I think I, I'm excited about that prospect.
2: I mean, I, I wish I could have heard him deliver this line so yeah. I knew if it was, you know, meant in a somewhat flippant way. But... From a business standpoint, it does make a lot of sense because we've talked about this a lot after Last Jet. I mean, who knows what happens with Rise of Skywalker. For all I know, it could reinvigorate the uh, the fan base and bring everybody back together. And all of a sudden, we're all high on Star Wars again. But I've been saying they got to find or re a foundation. And if Mandalorian proves to be just that, it would be potentially be a smart investment if you know not even necessarily the main character the Mandalorian getting his own movie but maybe a, a spinoff or something like that because once you get people hooked and invested right. through a series there's like a very specific kind of dedication that you don't have when you're just making a one-off movie to start something new like a series and when you described what you just did it makes me think of uh, Downton Abbey and how much I adored that and how that <laughs> felt like it felt like a really special event having at least In my case, watched one season of the show before having seen the movie, but seeing all those characters on the big screen together, uh, there was something inherently exciting about that happening. And
1: what you said—that word "event"—that's what it becomes. And the only example I could think of was *Sex in the City* when it became a movie, and it was *Sex in the City*, *Town
0: Abbey*, and *Star
1: Wars*. (laughs) Star Wars. (laughs) That's the truth. But but. they had such a fan base built in, so when the movie did happen, I mean, think about how people went—they dressed up. It was like a big thing. Like I think it's a Smart strategy on their part, I, getting people invested on that level, and then going going in the reverse direction.
0: I just, I did, I just definitely don't think there was enough. I, I just think we're at a weird point to even have this conversation because I don't think there was enough in that first episode of The Mandalorian for me to even see what like an extension of that would be. I mean, I mean, it would just basically be uh, another Star Wars movie. I, I can't really see that turning into. And like you said, an event, because this kind of already feels like it is the event. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they put all this money into this show and it's basically just an eight hour Star Wars movie that to then be like, all right, here's a Mandalorian movie. It's kind of like, well, we already kind of saw a Mandalorian movie. It was an eight hour movie and, and it's all, we already got that. I, I just don't know what the, the, how you could turn this TV show into something that isn't just the TV show, but a little shorter.
2: Are you allowed to say what you thought of uh, episodes? I am. Two and three. I think. Uh, I mean, I saw, I, saw, I did see uh, if not, social a lot of media, people are breaking an embargo. Social right media now. reactions, yeah, at
0: least. This is so, social media, but, but this counts. Uh, so I've seen the first three episodes, and while it is really cool, the, the show is cool. Like, it's objectively like, yeah, like, like throughout the show, <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like a TV show. It doesn't, the, the, these feel like chunks of a movie that have credits randomly thrown in. And I feel like, the idea for The Mandalorian is already being stretched into a TV show. And for them to be like, sure, we'll turn this into a... It's not like saying we'll turn Downton Abbey or Sex and City into a movie because those were very much a TV show. That was their thing. This feel, the Mandalorian, at least the first three episodes, feels like the first act mm. of a movie. So I think, I, I think to then be like, all right, we'll turn that into a movie. Like We're already getting the movie. This is The Mandalorian movie to me. That's just how I felt.
2: This is me taking like a big leap forward, but one of the things that I've always said is how much I am intrigued by Mandalorian culture. So even just right. having a, yeah. a whole series about that, because you don't necessarily need this Mandalorian. You could have that Mandalorian and explore somebody else's experience with that kind of stuff in their life.
0: I actually think a more interesting uh, continuation is that. I think I think this show would have been better as... Kind of like a procedural, like a like a not just one long story. Because like you said, I'm interested in the Mandalorian and and everything surrounding the Mandalorian in terms of Mandalorians. I just said Mandalorians a lot. And I'm glad I got through it, but I uh, it doesn't really service a a like a franchise or a thing because it's you know you have the man behind the mask and it's not really someone that you can follow through through one big franchise. I kind of like the idea of following. The culture and the bounties Mm -hmm. and, and going from planet to planet collecting these bounties.
2: Nikki if you could greenlight the next idea for a Star Wars film because we know they're they're taking a little bit of a hiatus the next thing we know about could be the Kevin Feige movie mm-hmm. what would you want the film franchise oh to do whether it's giving us a Mandalorian movie at this point and I know it's early to say something like that or going in a completely different direction I mean it's, like you said it's really it's hard to say
1: what I would prefer I think you've seen three episodes I think if I had seen three episodes I could sort of make that judgment call based on the first episode I saw I thought it kind of excited me because it was what Jon Favreau said. It was like a, you know, inspired by westerns and samurai, but then there also was obviously grounded in Star Wars. So that to me felt very, it felt very nostalgic, but very fresh. So I was really intrigued to see more. And then in terms of the Kevin Feige thing. I don't know. Choosing between the two is like choosing children; (laughs) it would be be hard to choose at this point, and and without without having seen the rise of Skywalker and knowing sort of how that goes, yeah. I mean, off the top of how that pans out, right? I mean, off the top of my head, I would say the the Feige would be slightly more intriguing just because of his track record and seeing what he's going to do with the franchise. I
0: want a a McClunky origin story. I don't know if you guys saw McClunky. Have you seen McClunky? I'm aware
2: of McClunky.
0: I want a a three-film franchise that explains to me why. He says McClunky.
2: I feel like you could <laughs> get shot
0: in the face. Like
2: a full feature length documentary about McClunky, the alterations made to that McClunky scene. McClunky
0: origins or something like that. I just that is <laughs> Disney Plus came <laughs> out and it has the most amazing library of content I've ever seen in my life. But I was just like McClunky. Like I spent like the whole like all the whole launch day just like I was like watching it over and over again. I was just like. McClunky, like I took, I took pages of notes on McClunky. That's that to me, that was my Disney Plus launch day. I don't know what everyone else watched the first day. I I, mean, I watched been, that scene over and over again. It
2: might have been one of the high priority articles of the day. 100%. That's without a doubt. So uh, as we know, it's not just Star Wars over at Disney. They basically own a significant chunk of the entertainment industry right now. <laughs> and Alan Horn addressed that as well. We've got two quotes for you on that topic. He said. We do have an outsized share of the market for sure. That's because people get up, go to the theater, pay their money, and watch our movies. He also said, I think for me, I can't apologize for the collective market share we enjoy. I know we enjoy a huge segment of the market share available, but I don't want to apologize for it. I think our films are very different from one another, but it's fair to say, gee whiz, these guys and ladies enjoy a very hefty percentage of the box office, but that falls outside of my job description. My job is the Shepherd the is to Shepherd the making of these movies as best I can.
0: She yeah,
2: it's she it's addressing it but not addressing it but with with a, a comment of value, I guess.
0: I um I respect the honesty because I feel like my least favorite Disney is them being like denying the fact they're like we just want to we want to make the movie industry again while like actively destroying the movie industry. Like I I I kind of. I, I I prefer Disney when they're like, listen, we own everything. Like, what do you want us to do? Which is kind of what he's kind of what he said. He's like, listen, it's not my job to worry about that. I'm just making these movies, and I, I don't enjoy the quote. I don't like the quote, but I, I have to. I, I prefer when Disney isn't like pretending that they don't own every major franchise that exists.
2: I mean, I wouldn't prefer that either, but
0: I prefer I that know. they didn't. Oh <laughs> really but. any
2: any prepared quote that you could give. You know, like it doesn't go to the the core of what their goals are with everything they own right now. But, you know, if I if I am to get like a newsy fluff quote, I'd rather it be like, yes, we own most of the industry, but we are going to take these resources and the abilities and the people and the franchise franchises we have. We're going to do something good with it. We're going to, you know, give opportunities to filmmakers who didn't have it before. We're going to tell you more unique kinds of stories that you've never seen under the Disney umbrella. It's just like that seems to me to be the obvious. Quote to respond to a question like that. He did actually, I was reading the
1: Variety, the whole Variety article, and he did talk about the Fox thing. Did you read any of that? What what
2: part of the Fox thing?
1: He sort of said, you know, that's still our goal is to not have Fox become Disney esque. We still want them to make R rated movies, Oscar bait movies, like their own thing. That's still our mission is to have them not sort of fall under our umbrella
2: and have them do keep doing what they're doing just be a separate arm within the Disney family exactly. which assuming that happens I was I, gonna, like
0: that's what I mean like I I, I like to hear that that's that's nice of him to say, but I hope it's true. I think I, the
2: the disconnect there right now is the fact, that, and and you know it might not even be fair to uh, judge them from this perspective. But all of the fil- most of the films that have hit theaters this year that were made by Fox and distributed by Disney, you know, not only were a little disappointing, but they also underperformed, yes. and they felt they felt like afterthoughts. And I mean, he, that he, could yeah, he talked about that too. this weekend though with Ford v Ferrari. Right.
1: I have high hopes for that movie. I really hope it does well because it's good and deserves to do well. But I, I he did address that too he did blatantly say we had some fox disappointments earlier this year he didn't like sweep it under the rug he said sometimes you just can't judge ahead of time what audiences are going to want to see in the theater and you take the good with the bad kind of thing so i, I mean I, I appreciate that he's being very forthright with look and, um, like you said this is what do you want me to do paul that's not my job to worry about everybody else i just keep doing what i'm doing i don't have it's like somebody, I think, on Collider when they wrote the article gave the analogy of like a LeBron. Like, do you want oh, LeBron yeah, yeah. to apologize yeah. for? You know, he's not going to like give others a shot and toss the ball over to them and give say here yeah, take it, a shot. It would
0: sound dishonest and just and dis- disingenuous if he was like if if someone was like, what's it like to own all of Hollywood? And he and and someone at Disney was like, I don't know if that's true. Like, you know, <laughs> there's plenty of room in uh-huh. Hollywood. It's like check the numbers, Alan. Like that would have that would have been. Disappointing. So on some level, I'm happy. I'm not happy about it, but I'm I'm glad that that there's no uh, conversation going on because I don't enjoy when Disney is painted as the underdog in any way, shape or form or when everyone needs to defend Disney against something. I'm glad that they're like, listen, we we own so much stuff and we make so much money that I prefer them to at least uh, say that.
2: I'm just eager for the time to come when we see the future of the company, you know, come into like formation a little more. Because it's not only was this the year of the Fox merger, but now we have Disney Plus too. Mm -hmm. It's like when you even just isolate it to the Star Wars film franchise, we don't even know where that's really heading with film versus streaming. So I imagine they're still figuring out a lot of stuff. And for all I know, maybe they do have ideas like the Mandalorian movie really on the table because it seems like they have to put out all their cards right now and try to like shuffle them around and see where they all. Fit properly, so I hope they're doing that, and I I just hope they're doing that with just like the little nugget of an idea in the back of their minds that they have the biggest microphone (laughs) and they are going to like wield it and speak into it well and you know serve the industry better overall. Um, Right now, (laughs) fingers crossed. I like to stay hopeful until somebody proves me wrong. So next up here, we have a very cool exclusive from the fine folks at Fandango. So they do a whole bunch of surveys. And what we're going to talk about right now is a survey they did with more than a 1,000 millennial moviegoers over the last month, and what they did was they asked them which films and performances they're most looking forward to in the releases that are hitting theaters between November 22nd and December 31st. We're going to run down the list right now. I want to know if these align with what you guys think, which one you're most excited to see crack the list, and if you want to throw another title in the mix here. So we're going to start off with the big one, the most anticipated holiday movie. You've got... Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, Frozen Two, Jumanji: the Next Level, Knives out, and a beautiful day in the neighborhood. What, like, what a diverse bunch right there. Mm-hmm. I'm actually very excited to see the fact that they're all different. <laughs>
0: So was cats just not on the survey, or
2: <laughs> I was disappointed. So was that just not five. an option?
0: Like, what ha- was was there a data problem? How did cats? That's out?
1: what's interesting because it was a, a survey, and I everybody knows I'm with Fandango. Maybe not everybody, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a survey of millennials, mm. so it was surprising to me given that like. Taylor Swift and that yeah. is in cats that it didn't crack the top five. What really excited me was that Knives Out made the list. Yes, yes.
0: that I was very happy to see that because I, I were, I've like worried about Knives Out. It's like I'm like protective of Knives I'm like, like I want that movie to do really well and I, I, I didn't know how on people's radar it was. So I was so happy to see it on this on the survey.
2: You know bringing up the millennial thing though, then it's even more interesting that That doesn't get on, but A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood does, Does. Mm -hmm. because I think it's some of the the older moviegoers out there who might be a little more familiar with Mr. Rogers and maybe even turn out for a Tom Hanks movie.
1: Right. No, I thought that was surprising to me, too, that it made, I mean, it deserves to be in the top five, but yeah, just given that word millennials, um, it's kind of, it's exciting to me. I feel
0: like Mr. Rogers found like a, a second life like, in the memes, like, on the internet. Like, I feel like Mr. Rogers, like, even kids that, like, maybe didn't even watch Mr. Rogers, they just see, like, the, the on, like, imager or, like, Tumblr or something, they see, like, the, and they're like, I loved Mr. Rogers too, even if they didn't really watch. Like, I feel like he found a second life on the internet, and so he's almost yeah. become, like, a, he himself has almost become, like, a meme and people, and so, like, kids that didn't even watch Mr. Rogers kind of are like, I'm interested in, 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 in this Mr. Rogers movie. I feel like it doesn't really surprise me. Are I, old
2: episodes of the show available anywhere? That seems like the perfect thing for some sort of, you know, like a streaming service with a learning arm to pick up and just Yeah, yeah see, I don't so know. I don't know where you would watch Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers.
0: It's on Disney Plus, probably.
1: Plus, they've I been really no smart thing. in marketing the movie. And, I mean, casting Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just seeing that imagery, even from earlier in the year when they released, like, the first photos of him sitting on, you know, on the steps and the cardigan. And yeah, like you said, like people who might not have grown up with it, millennials might not have grown up with it, but it's like, he's become a symbol.
0: Yeah. And where is that document? The documentary that just came out? Uh, Won't
2: you be my neighbor? Yeah. I feel
0: like that was a big deal. And people, I I feel like people that the the timing of that was perfect. I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not surprised that that people are interested. Well, this isn't
2: going to surprise you either because under most anticipated actor, You have Tom Hanks, of course, Mm. for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Dwayne Johnson for Jumanji The Next Level, Adam Driver for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Chris Evans, and Daniel Craig for Knives Out. Vinny, that sounds like your dream come true. Yeah,
0: I would (laughs) hang out with that crew. I'd just just add Aegis Elber from Cats, and then we got a stew cooking. I think
2: one of the most exciting things about seeing these two names in particular on the list for Knives Out is that all of these people who are really looking forward to seeing these two guys in the movie, their expectations are going to be so far yeah. exceeded. Yeah,
0: that was that was actually like my favorite part of seeing *Knives Out* because I was where I was like, oh, did the trailer give away too much? And did it have all the best parts? Right. And I was no, honestly, the, the lines in the trailer aren't even. They're, they're, you don't remember those lines because the movie has so it, it just quips. It's so it's dense. Yeah, it's
1: so dense the movie of of dialogue and that. But
0: yeah, I mean Daniel
2: Craig's accent is alone. stuff of legends. Yeah. Even Chris Evans in particular, like they are just they look to me like they're having the time of yes. I'm not
0: even a big. I'm, I was I wasn't I wasn't even a big Daniel Craig fan before this movie. Like I I'm wasn't not either. I'm not a huge James Bond guy, and that's really the only thing that he he's, he's been in for the past, past ten years.
2: Dreamhouse right? and No Dream one House. ever needs to revisit
0: that <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big dream house guy either but uh yeah he blew me away he's so he's so good he's so fine and like and like you say it looks like he's having the time of his life well because
1: and- both of them are coming off these big franchises they've been you know doing these movies for so many years and sort of they're big first foray into just doing something completely fun. It felt to me watching it, you felt not just with the two of them, but how much fun the whole cast was having. You felt, I felt joy watching it. You could tell there was no stress. It was a passion project for Ryan, Ryan. And it was just, you know, it was just, and I had heard. I didn't see it till last week. I know a lot of people saw it at TIFF. And usually, when something's so overhyped, I'm always disappointed. And it, it completely exceeded my expectations. There's something
2: about the energy of the movie yeah. too. It really never misses a beat. So it's like you're having you're having fun watching all of these actors having a blast. But it's you get so caught up in it so quickly, yeah. and it's almost like it like you get tenser and tenser and tenser looking for the answer until the movie finally ends, and you're like, like whoa, because it's not a short movie either. And yes. I was right. surprised how fast it all flew right johnson
0: he said it came together the movie itself came together in like six weeks like he wrote the screenplay in january of 2018 and then was filming like six months later and you can kind of like tell you can tell that he like gathered this amazing cast and they were like hyped to do it i think daniel craig was the first to sign on and then it was like michael yeah. shannon and then it was like a snowball of incredible actors and it, you just get that sense that like everyone really wanted to do this movie
1: it felt like lightning in a bottle, like when you just get the right cast yeah, together, the yeah, right yeah. time with the right script, the right director. Are you guys surprised, by the way, that Adam Driver was number third on the list and Tom Hanks was number one?
0: I was surprised that Adam Driver, like, I, huh. I, going into this Star Wars trilogy, I would not have been like, yeah, Adam Driver will be the, the breakout uh, performer. Not to say that Adam Driver hasn't always been, like, a fantastic actor, but I, I, was, I wasn't expecting the the youth, to catch on to Adam, <laughs> those, <laughs> Adam youngsters. J- those youngsters? Those youngsters. <laughs> he didn't strike me as like the breakout uh, like fan favorite. And it, it is surprising that people, of all the characters, because there's so many new characters in this new trilogy, of all the characters, for them to be like, I can't wait to see what Kylo Ren does.
2: Well, bringing that up, too, it's interesting to look at the actress category, mm-hmm. where you've got Daisy. Daisy Ridley, then Carrie Fisher, and then after the two of them, you got Margot Robbie, Karen Gillan, and Charlize Theron. So... Clearly in that one, Star Wars did get most of the love, which doesn't really surprise me, especially with the way that yeah. they've been positioning Rey in particular from day one.
1: Yeah, and she really is the star of the movie. And then, of course, Carrie Fisher. People want to see what happens. You
2: are you, know? are you uh, surprised to see Bombshell in the mix? Is it, ju- is it just about their names, or is it more about the movie? I feel I like surprised. in that. Were you
1: surprised?
0: <laughs> just because it's like a... I, I don't know. Is, is that... Do you think the uh, survey of millennials are really into what what's going on at Fox News? No, I at- think it's Margo. Yeah, I think I, it's all
1: Margo. She's such I a star. Too. She's like the biggest star in the world right now, arguably. Female star, I feel like. I feel That's like between fair. that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and she's just on the rise. I just There's feel like people seek her out in general. I don't I know if it's so. the movie. Yeah, I, I mean... I-
2: I think that millennials are interested in the actual material because I feel like whether whether you say you're you're into politics or not, we're just at a point where like it's it, it seeps into your life no matter what you do and no matter where your interest lies. So maybe there is an increased interest in that specific topic right now. And yeah. I feel
1: like the marketing of that movie, they haven't necessarily leaned too heavily into this whole controversy. I mean, when you really think about what they've pushed, it's that shot in the mm-hmm. elevator of the three lead mm-hmm. actresses, yeah. Nicole Kidman, and that's a powerful image of seeing the three of them together and it sort of intrigues you like what is this and you know sort of know what it's about but it doesn't sort of hit you over the head with what it's about it just puts it out there and
0: yeah and I I say millennials like I'm not 27 (laughs) years old (laughs) I I, I don't want to demean uh, my people, I I, 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 they can be interested. It's just, I was just surprised to to see like that that among Star Wars, it, it was like I, I, I don't think I didn't I didn't think there was a huge uh, interest in Bombshell. I didn't I, outside of how cool it is to see those actors in those roles.
2: I will say I think one of the things that movie really has going for it is the fact that it it taps into, you know, a lot of very real interesting things that should be discussed. but it puts it in a very entertaining package. Mm. I feel like something about the way the movie is constructed, and again, I'll bring back the word energy because that is a high energy movie. Yeah, I just feel like they put all that together in a very digestible, entertaining way, yes. which, you know, probably speaks to a little bit about why bombshell is on the list, but could also then propel it through, you know, Probably December and maybe even into award season once it actually hits theaters. Mm-hmm.
1: Is there anybody not on the list? You guys are surprised.
2: Not on the list. Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson. I, I well, the second I saw that first category and there was no cats, I yeah, figured. I, <laughs> I, we um, do have a little, little dis, cats love later. Whenever though. I discuss yes. cats,
0: it's like half joking and half like deadly serious. Like, like I am so excited for Cats. See, but and the
2: half-joking thing I still think could yeah, pave the way to a very big I, opening yes. weekend. I was very
0: surprised not to see Cats represented like at all. Like, I think it ended up on one, on, on one, one. thing. We,
2: we've got uh, Francesca Hayward in the mix for rising movie star. I think that's one of my favorite categories
0: on this list. That's interesting. Yeah, but Taylor Swift not being on there? Very interesting. Uh, the entire movie not being on there? Jennifer Hudson not being on there? Uh, <laughs> the exclusion of Cats I think was the only... Uh, thing I was surprised about. Well, let's
2: get into this rising movie star category, because, again, this is just one that really excites me. Uh, probably no surprise, we have a Rise of Skywalker cast member at the top, Naomi Ackie, then it's Ana de Armas for Knives Out, Jodie Turner-Smith for Queen and Slim, Susan, oh, I will butcher your name, Susan... Kalechi Watson from A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Francesca Hayward for Cats. We were just talking about it before because I had just seen uh, Queen and Slim, and I'll just jump ahead a little bit too because there's also most anticipated pairing, and one is Jodie Turner Smith and Daniel Kaluuya, and the, if yeah. you are that's another one. If you're excited for that pairing, wait until you see what they do together in that movie. It's. They have such a like a unique type of charisma as individuals. They have so much chemistry together, but it's their whole thing doesn't necessarily like their relationship together doesn't necessarily play out in a way that anybody might expect. There are so many little nuances to their performance that like I was locked into the two of them from start to finish in that movie. And I think that movie is also just incredibly well done. It's incredibly I've seen it,
1: too. It's incredibly well done. Daniel Kaluuya. To me, remains one of the most fascinating people to watch on screen. Oh, yeah. He is something else. He's so unpredictable. You just don't he never overacts. He's just he's so calm and in his body, he just exists on camera and he just he there's no pushing. He's just so utterly talented. He's, he's, and she matches him. Yeah. I mean, she really In a very
2: different way. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what I like why I went into it with certain expectations, but there's something about like her poise and how she carries herself that that I was I was kind of like fascinated by. Well, I also
1: didn't know where this, I don't know if you've seen it or not, I but I didn't know where this movie it. was going. Like, it was very unpredictable in what was going to happen in the film. And it was like, you, I was completely like in the same, ways, same way as Knives Out, completely glued. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I like seeing is these movies that I go into them knowing really nothing about them. And being so
2: pleasantly surprised. Speaking of Knives Out, Anna De Yeah,
0: is. she was. Yes. At, she was actually. I was. I, that was like my my most like yes moment reading this list because she. I, I, the, my favorite thing about the Knives Out marketing is it doesn't prepare you for her. Like you. you it 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 unsurprisingly puts the focus on his cast, and you go into the movie, and you don't really know that she's the main character, and she is just so good.
2: Have you seen the billboards that have laid? The billboards literally just went up, and every single time I'm driving, I'm distracted because I'm staring at it. Have you seen the one for that? I have not. So it's got the whole family, and she's kind of positioned in the back, and you know, of course, she's that. That's where she should be from a story perspective, Mm -hmm. but it's like family and then she's got like a little head in the background
0: yeah and i i i had no idea how prominent she featured in the Mm -hmm. movie and and to me that made uh her role better because that's i don't want to i don't want to spoil anything but like that is like the theme and the message of the movie is 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 the is her in relation to this family
2: Mm -hmm. with her (laughs) So I'm I'm happy to see her on Rising Movie Star on this list here. She should have been on this list long ago. She should I, be on the female star like she, the, yeah, yeah instead of a Rising. She's star. A, I know nobody saw um uh the the name is escaping me now um see? with a uh, with a uh, oh I know what you mean. Keanu Reeves. Starts with a K, directed by Eli Ross. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it. Oh my god. What? Like I literally was just looking up all right. It has gone out of my head. I will get it back at some point. But not even just that. She was also in Hands of Stone, and I thought that was a movie that flew way too low under the radar. And her performance in that in particular really stood out to me and nobody saw it.
0: I didn't even see either of those movies, but a movie with Keanu w- I keep wanting Reeves? to
2: call it, like, Knocked Up right now, and it's obviously knocked not that I'm it up determined here? to think about it without looking it up, which it's, it's does doesn't serve the episode and the viewing very well. <laughs> um, it's it's like a...
0: Directed by Eli Roth?
2: A horror-ish movie. Very, very small. It definitely begins with a K. <laughs> Are you just thinking of K-
0: Knives Out? I,
2: think. Yeah. I could be. It could be right knocked now. Up, knives <laughs> Out. <laughs> well, while, while we get the answer to that, we do have to uh, hit. I want to read off actually the, the full pairing uh, category here. At the top of the list, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, of course, for Jumanji. Tom Hanks and Matthew Reese for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Sir Ronan and Timothy Chalamet, our first Little Women uh, yeah. name drop here. Then we also have our first uh, Just Mercy name drop for Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And then, of course, Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith for Queen and Slim. Are you guys surprised, speaking of star power and millennials, I guess, are you surprised that Little Women didn't get more love on this?
0: I think Little Women is is riding so much under the radar right now. Like I've I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. I I haven't seen it, but I know people have seen it, and, and like no one I've talked to hasn't been like blown away by it. But I don't. I just it's just not in the the pop culture consciousness. I it, it, it's and which is strange because the cast is 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 so fresh faced and, and, and talented. And it's a, it's a property that people know. I'm not saying that little women is like this huge franchise property, but it like, you know, we all read it in high school. We all, we, we know the title and it, 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 it's strange how to me, it almost feels like this movie's not coming out for like another year, but it's coming out. <laughs> I think it's soon. because so
2: few people have seen it. Have you seen it? I, Cause I know there it. was one screening. I did see it. And I'm, um
1: i'm in love with this movie okay it blew me away so
2: here here's my question if it's not getting love on a list like this right now do you think greta gerwig i guess in a sense modernized the material enough to kind of capture a whole new viewership that maybe isn't already into little women i feel like
1: the cast and the performances the movie has and i don't want to say too much but the movie has a pace to it it doesn't feel sort of slow and like that typical period film it re- it has a pace to it, almost like a knives out hmm. where it moves that 's interesting it really moves not what I was picturing and <laughs> and I think that's how she modernized it and I think the female characters, although the dialogue is quite traditional, there are certain elements, but Seeing those two on that list together, Timothy Chalamet. And mm. I know he's popular with millennials. I'm surprised that he might not even have been higher on this list with her, Saoirse, but Timothy Chalamet just is. Ex- Extraordinary in this movie. He <laughs> just blows my mind. He's just so good. I can't wait. <laughs> They're to see all women. so good. Hello. I mean, Saoirse incredible. Timothy's incredible. Um, I'm a little surprised that Florence Pugh wasn't a rising star. I'm surprised too. And she, after seeing this movie, I think should be nominated for supporting. Ooh, She's, yeah. that's, and she's, yeah. she's
0: been so good. So consistently recently that it's like, I, I want more people to know about like i feel like she's been killing it and things that people that people it's that are kind of a little niche like she was in uh that wrestling movie uh
2: fighting with my fighting family. family i knew that one she and actually- very- i actually know the other one and there's a reason i kept saying knocked up it's because the damn movie's called knock knock
0: uh, you just saw well, were-
2: it i looked it up oh, i cheated looked- i looked it up <laughs> knock, it was driving me nuts I'm i was never going to be able to carry on a proper conversation in
0: knock knock i don't it was-, it was it was
2: like a super limited release i feel like it came out like Maybe, like, four or five years ago. Uh, maybe okay. less. Maybe less than that. That's but a great cast. If, if you really want to watch, you know, uh, like, Keanu Reeves go all out in a role, like, I that do. is just, <laughs> very that's, much like, do. a messed up, wow. fascinating, very entertaining scenario.
0: But, um, completely forgot what we were talking about. Uh, it's because we Puke. brought up Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, you turned your like, brain to mush. I, you melted <laughs> you my brain does. with the power of Keanu <laughs> yeah. Reeves. Uh, Florence Puke, uh, I, I would like more people to watch her act that was that was that was my point
1: i think after this movie because she her performance is really bold and she steals every scene Mm -hmm. She's it's just like a completely unapologetic role. So Does I think after this, she's me. really going to
2: pop. Okay, yes. yeah. I'm curious to see it. I think I see it next week. I hope I see it next week. I'm it's eager to. to yeah. um, speaking of Little Women, too, it did make it onto another list here: most anticipated ensemble. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji: The Next Level, Knives Out, Little Women, and Bombshell. I do want to hit one other thing that uh, Fandango told us about because this is really cool. We've been talking a lot this weekend, this week about Disney Plus. There's certain titles that are not available on Disney Plus that you might want to watch, and also with the upcoming holidays. It's a big deal for my family to all go together over Thanksgiving and to see a movie, and we've got great options. Frozen 2, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, there's 21 Bridges, Knives Out, Queen and Slim, but if you are the kind of family who wants to stay home, there are a whole bunch of other great options. I might have already name-dropped one of them, which is Downton Abbey. Seriously, if you haven't seen Downton Abbey, I don't care if you've seen the show or not, that movie is a delight. (laughs) I can't believe <laughs> I it. Know, I, it. It's the grumpiest face on right now. I don't like it.
0: To me, that show is like the show where I go home and my parents are like, "You gotta, you gotta watch Downton Abbey," and I'm just like, "I don't want to watch Downton Abbey, Dad." Like, Vinny, that,
2: I challenge you. Okay, to, to watch. So on Fandango now for Thanksgiving week, digital debuts. Uh-huh. Downton Abbey will be available. I will gift it to you. I, just I remember, will gift it to you. I
0: remember the trailer for the movie I don't even remember what movie I went to go see but the trailer for Downton Abbey came up and it was like the entire theater was so filled with sensible chuckles. People are just like <laughs> like like sensible every, chuckles every, every is the, single is the phrase of the day. Every single line <laughs> in the trailer there was like 20 people behind me that were just like <laughs> <laughs> that was like the soundtrack of the Down Abbey movie and I was just like that, that to me just summed up Down Abbey to me it's like it's just people that are just like watching just it you nothing's happening movie it's like, chuckles from now like, on like nothing oh is gosh. happening in the movie people are just like oh it's, it's
1: it, oh lovely yeah, let's exactly. have some tea yeah, exactly. as we <laughs> chuckle I've never, sensibly. I've never
0: yeah. heard that show described any other way than like it's lovely it's delightful You you, you it's like a warm bath that that show and I'm just keep
2: like, an <sighs> open mind I do everybody I needs a sensible oh, chuckle in their yeah. life and I feel I, like I you think, might
0: enjoy I don't it. think I have enough sensible chuckles in my <laughs> so, life. All my, all my chuckles are just wild and out of control. <laughs> I, I, uh, I could use a sensible If chocolate.
2: Downton Abbey... I don't know how to do this proper phrase, but you know, like if Downton Abbey is to sensible chuckles as ready or not is to what kind of chuckles? I feel like that's like not chuckles. That's like, like wild nervous, riot, like, like cheer at the screen like kind of watch because that's also available on oh, November 26th. They actually they have a great list here. Downton Abbey, Hustlers, Ready or Not, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I- Oh, oh well, worth a watch. Thank you for doing all list. that for me, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for saying
1: all that. I, I'm going to add one tiny little plug is that yes, we're the on, one of the only streaming services that you don't have to pay for a subscription. It's a la carte. So if you want to oh. just purchase one or rent one, it's there. But yes. yeah, it's a good list. It's a really good list. Yeah. So Ready or Not
2: in particular not has me very, very excited. Yeah. I, I nice. wanted that movie to make even more than it did opening weekend. But I also feel like this is one of those kinds of movies that is going to have a second life available at home. It, it is. If you like genre material like that, mm-hmm. it is the definition of a crowd pleaser. Yeah. That yeah, and yeah, Crawl, yeah. as far as horror movies go, are probably the best times I've had in the theater all year. Crawl was great. I yes. love Crawl. Yeah. <laughs> Crawl is like yeah.
0: high up on my favorite. Favorite list, my favorite movies of the year list. And it, I don't know how it'll play if I'm just watching it alone, but in the theater, it was like one of my favorite experiences. Yeah. Of
2: the year. yeah. I mean, that that's part of the reason why a movie might end up on my top 10 of the year. Yeah. If I have like a really memorable experience watching it or a memorable experience thinking about a little something after it, that's I'll, what makes never, something unforgettable. I'll
0: never forget watching us like opening night and the, it was packed theater. People were going nuts. And I was like, this is objectively one of my favorite movies of the year. And then I, I went to go see Us with someone else like a few weeks later, and it was like a matinee and middle of the day, and I liked it so significantly less because it just didn't play hmm. like it did with the massive crowd. I still really like Us, but I remember when I saw it in a packed theater, I was like, "This is this is going to end up like my number one of the year, and it's only like March.
1: I had that experience with A Quiet Place too. I think that's one of those movies where yeah. you go, I went with... You know, you're in. I was at a packed house, and it was like everybody. Anytime anybody rustled anything, yeah, people yeah, were just like giving one. them the the stink eye, and it was just yeah. I mean, those are the experiences you remember. Knives Out was mm-hmm. the same. The crowd went nuts watching that.
2: I don't know. I had the opposite uh, reaction to us in particular. Not the opposite, but I really enjoyed watching it with a crowd. But then I almost appreciated being able to like. I I just got my award screener in the mail. Quietly mm. be able to watch it on my own and pick up all these little details. And I mean. That's part of the reason why this is my favorite time of year to re-experience movies that I love, but also to get physical copies of the script in my hand. It's like I'm thinking about that with Us, which Mm -hmm. I've already started paging through, and also A Quiet Place. If you have not read your A Quiet Place script, check it out. It's a fascinating read after seeing the movie. I do want to save a little time to get into this other thing. I'm going to do this plug for you because I think it's it's super cool. So, They have a whole bunch of new releases uh, becoming available on the 26th of November, but actually tomorrow they're going to debut Quentin Tarantino's uh, the the movies that inspired him in honor of the release of once upon a time in hollywood and you could you could watch a whole list of movies i think it's just 99 cents and he's got on his list like the wrecking crew getting straight cactus flower model shop there's more on there but I'm just very into uh, filmmaker-curated lists. Like, yes. I think uh, HBO Max put the bug in my mm-hmm. head. I'm very curious to see how that pans out. So whenever I see a recommended list from a from a filmmaker where I like their work, like I am immediately going to go right there and watch something. Especially
1: him and when he puts out that list of what inspired that film and knowing that you could stream it the week later. And yeah, 99 cents is cool. And I think there's 10 on the list. There could be more. But yeah. I like, feel like yeah. when,
0: when he says that it inspired the movie, it's not like uh, he's not BSing. Like they, they, right. they, like, right. like with him, like a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, this, this is vaguely like I, I was inspired by this with him. It's like that stuff. If you watch those movies, it'll make you like appreciate once upon a time in Hollywood more genuinely.
1: And if we're going back to the very first topic we talked about today, our little, like what would be our vignette? Cactus flower is on that list, I think. Yeah, that was the first scene I ever did in an acting class. Wow, cactus flower,
2: yeah, it was a dismal mess, but it was I, fun. <laughs> That's fascinating, actually. Did you ever reenact a scene from a movie? I feel like
0: did I ever reenact a scene from a movie?
2: I didn't act in one, but at one point in film school, in our directing class, we had to do one of our favorite scenes from a movie, but only do it in a oneer. So I did the the third act kitchen scene in Scream. Uh-oh. And so okay. my, I think I've told this I maybe on the witching see. hour before, but because there's blood involved, it's like I had blood smears all over my New York City apartment for a very very long time cuz like fake blood's very difficult yeah, to clean up.
0: To <laughs> uh, still great. Oh, I
1: know that from Halloween. In <laughs> my Halloween costume. I'm pretty
0: sure we remade uh, Rocky for uh, um we didn't remake the entirety of Rocky that would cost much more money for like a high school project it was like it, it was like barely uh, associated with what the project actually was but we like did a full like 10 minute little short film that was just basically rocky and i think my part was to we there was like a montage of uh my very large friend like killing people in the ring and i was every person that got killed in the ring so i uh like i would just put on like a different hat and just i would they would show me get killed in the ring and uh I don't know what happened to that. That, that no I would, sensible
1: chuckles watching that, that movie. No, that was uh, a.
0: <laughs> I, I think we got. I think we got an A, even though uh, it didn't follow the guideline. I don't think it was like a video project. We were just like we made this. And they were like, with Thank that you.
2: description, like you didn't do yourself any favors with not wanting the Collider Home Video film. That, one I, that one I might show.
0: I'm kind of proud of that one. I'm trying to remember what it was called. I would called. like to see that. It was, it was, <laughs> the production value wasn't, wasn't what you'd want to show, but uh, <laughs> it was one of those like handheld camera. Oh, man.
2: While you guys wait for us to find all this wonderful footage, we have so much content to keep you busy on the Collider Video YouTube channel, like this show.
0: Well, hello there. I'm Katnapsuck one of the hosts of Collider Jedi Council. And I'd like to invite you to listen to our show, watch our show. It's on every Thursdays on the Collider video channel, and it's also available in podcast form if you'd like to listen to our sweet voices. On Collider Jedi Council, me, Christian Harloff, and a bevy of guests, I say, talk Star Wars. We celebrate Star Wars. We dig into the Star Wars news. We speculate. Everything about Star Wars including your questions. So join us on Collider Jedi Council. You're going to have a great time.
2: All right. We don't have much time left, but I want to hit these three trailers, and I do want to squeeze in one live chat question before we say goodbye. So the three new trailers that dropped this morning, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, the Way Back with Ben Affleck, and then also Michael Bay's Six Underground. You guys both watched all three trailers. What is the top priority after checking them out?
0: Uh, I was uh, really surprised at how much I enjoyed uh, the the uh, the Ben Affleck. I want to call because it, it, the movie used to be called The Has Been, which is such a depressing title. I think it's called the the, the Way Back. The, yeah, the way, I keep
2: wanting like, why do I want to say the way Way Back? Way, is that another the way, movie? Uh, the way, I think it is because I think the Way, way back
0: Machine, which is the, how I save all the articles and I lost. Sherman too. Yeah, uh, I I I was really intrigued by the trailer. I think it's uh it looks like a really. Uh, I don't want to say brave. Like I don't, it's really intriguing me that Ben Affleck is digging into that because of all his personal issues. I feel like that's going to be one of the. Uh, performances to watch when I, when that movie comes out. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Uh, it was a very jarring experience to watch the SpongeBob trailer followed by <laughs> followed <laughs> by Michael that. Ben. I don't know if that I don't know if that colored my uh, my opinion of it. I don't know if it was just it, it stood out that much more. But yeah, I was I, that movie looks really intriguing and I, I like what Ben Affleck is doing. And I'm glad it's not called. The, this is a
2: very weird batch of it's trailers. Weird batch of trailers to trailers. Mush, together. And try from SpongeBob to, be from
0: Bob there. to an alcoholic Ben Affleck <laughs> to Michael, Michael Bay. Blonde.
1: Things up in yeah. Italy. Um, I th- I feel like I am a fan of all of them because of the fact that they were so wild and yeah. weird and different. I time. was never a SpongeBob person, but I fully embraced this trailer and Keanu Reeves in it because <laughs> this little thing they showed of Cannon Reeves in like this little hay bubble, and he looks like he didn't even sage he bubble. was sage <laughs> bubble. He wasn't even out of his he probably had to still his pajamas on, and he just like he was fully like unshaven. He was just Full Keanu, this which is I like the year of Keanu Reeves popping up in trailers. Yeah. Yeah, He's just going to be bless my baby, also. And bless him He's going to keep it. it going, and I like him. So. I like the Ben Affleck just by the fact that it does seem like a very much a passion project for him and very personal. So I'm very curious to see him go really deep into the. Mm-hmm. But my favorite was the Michael Bay, Ryan Reynolds. I don't know because it's a- it just looks. I'm like wow, this is going to be Netflix? This is interesting because I would have gone to see this in theaters. I definitely would have seen this on the big screen. I kind of missed, when I saw a few of the first explosions, I was like, wow, I really missed a Michael Bay explosion. Like He really does it better than anybody. And throwing Ryan Reynolds, and I love that the trailer opens up. You would think watching it on TV that it's an ad for, some cheesy ad for like Go Visit Italy. And then, of course, it's got that Deadpool humor in it. Um, so that was my choice. I thought that the one. Was writers, I like the way the they Deadpool packaged that. Yeah,
0: wrote it. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 I think. I think that'll. I'm. I'm glad it's on Netflix because it that just seems like the perfect like. It's Saturday afternoon or Saturday night. Like let me throw something on, and then you'll get like you, you, instant access to a Michael Didn't they Bay. Spend like Walkbuster. a crazy
2: amount of money on I'll that, but I just don't. I don't Netflix understand that.
0: And if, but honestly, not that I'm
2: not going to watch. I, I just don't understand I it from a business perspective. If
0: you're going to throw money at something, give it to Michael Bay because he'll do he'll do something <laughs> wacky with it. I, it might not be good, it might not be bad, but if you give Michael Bay Netflix money, he might genuinely blow up it i'm
2: glad you guys touched on every single one because i, I was going to feel forced to bring up the one that was missed so the way back is another movie and it actually starred Sir around and it's very good oh. but um uh even though i really like that one i think you should watch it i actually do have a lot of fi- I, I love sports movies i love underdog movies i love uh, a movie about someone getting a second chance and rising to the occasion and the fact that Ben Affleck is starring in this, I think he has, you know. Well, <laughs>
0: this is the, the funniest he, picture. It's, 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 <laughs> what, <laughs> no, it is. Of, like, <laughs> the, it's the worst before and after progression. Oh, of all, no, all time. this is like
1: after, <gasps> on Instagram after you know your or your Snapchat filter. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like I it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook.
2: <laughs> so. There's a reason why I'm going to pick this as my most anticipated of the bunch. With The Way Back, I am a little concerned that it might be a little formulaic as far as the story goes. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's going to surprise me. Who knows? And I don't have full faith in Michael Bay. <laughs> I, and also, I feel like this trailer in particular felt a little Fair. more like a teaser trailer than a full it trailer. Did. So I'm not going to go all in on that until I see the full trailer. But... I was not even a big Spongebob fan growing up. I wasn't super into it. I think I missed it a little bit. That last movie was so much fun to cover, and the team that does all the voice work and has been doing all yeah. the voice work for, I guess, decades now. I don't know. I just applaud them. And this trailer was so amusing. You guys know I'm a huge, huge pet lover. So the whole Gary Spongebob <laughs> thing is something that I have a feeling is going to really appeal to me, just like Keanu Reeves' head in A Ball of Sage. So I think that movie, actually, that trailer has all of like the little things that need to get my butt in that seat to see that yeah. movie. I can't believe I'm saying I that. Was, but no, I was I I really want to surprised. see it now.
1: Like that yep. was my close second. I was pleasantly surprised by and how these much fun you do well too. Yeah, the Very humor well. and it looked spot on. It looked fantastic.
2: All so. right. Like I promised, one live chat question. Haven't looked at a single one. I'm so sorry, Dorian. Um, <laughs> let's
0: no bread questions. Briefly, no
2: bread questions. No, no, no. We haven't, we haven't done bread que- I feel like we, we peaked with bread when we showed on the Halloween episode, uh, Dewey loaf, Dewey in his oh, bread yeah. costume for Halloween. Can't, can't and you know, if we can't up it anymore, we just no. shouldn't go back into it. All right, let's do. All right, I'm going to go for a broad one. Seattle Ko, what is your favorite Thanksgiving theme film? What is your favorite Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving theme, theme films? films. Thanksgiving theme. Thanksgiving,
0: Thanksgiving. My favorite Thanksgiving,
2: Thanksgiving genre is horror because say, there's no quicker way to get my whole family in the same room than to put on just because I was talking about these recently. I always talk about Final Destination that gets my whole family together always and so does the movie The Ruins. If you haven't rewatched The Ruins in a while, you should. That's a great movie and my family loves it. It's
0: like Thanksgiving.
2: Thanksgiving.
0: Um, is that the moment the the turkey? I think so. That's a Absurd film. I like that movie. I don't what's a Thanksgiving is it theme like? A film? Can it be like
2: Die Hard?
1: Like is it really a Christmas movie?
2: Can it just be it around be. Thanksgiving? Is like, I mean it just like what is like your what's the type of movie that will get your families together or or your friends together? Just something that'll all the people you want to spend your Thanksgiving with, what's a movie that kind of gets them?
0: <laughs> I'm it's
1: like, so much <laughs> easier to think of
2: holiday movies.
1: than
0: Yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. My my family. Um,
2: the Family Stone. That's another one. I that's not. That's not horror, stone. but that's another one that my family think of, like, loves a and always makes me cry.
0: Thanksgiving themed movie. I'm is, looking. I'm googling it. Right meet now. the Parents. Thanksgiving.
2: Christmas.
0: Christmas. <laughs> right. Christmas or Little Fockers or one of them is Christmas. Okay. It's something that that's the kind of stuff. Like my my family, it, they take Thanksgiving like really seriously, and to and to sit down and watch a movie would be like they'd be like, no, there's no time for to watch a movie. I, it would have to be something that's like broad and and like a comedy, and that they could dip in and out of. My my family is uh, a <laughs> Thanksgiving's a very stressful time for my family, and they're just like, there's no time to watch an entire movie. So no. I, we don't have like a a movie tradition. I do. I, I watch whatever's on on a uh, freeform at the time. It's probably a. Harry Potter marathon.
2: There's a turkey scene in Meet the Parents, though, right? I, watch... I think Meet the Parents is Thanksgiving. Yeah, Isn't you it? might be right.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna go with Meet the Parents. I haven't revisited whether that whether it's in way too long,
2: and I think I kind of blame the What Little was Fockers?
1: the movie last year with Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz? Wasn't that a Thanksgiving movie? It was a very dark comedy. Do you remember that one? Oh,
2: I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not gonna remember the title for the life of me.
0: Knock knock
2: is really dark. This is really dark. I, called, like, really dark. Called, like, knock, knock, I know same. exactly I know. what Talked you're talking about. I'm sure that
1: was th- them getting together for Thanksgiving. I huh. always watch Charlie
2: Brown. I mean, that's pretty Well, funny. yeah, no, that's
0: yeah, pretty that's, appropriate. That's fair. I feel
2: like it is a thing where it's like it doesn't have to be a Thanksgiving movie because Thanksgiving, you know, opens the door even wider to Christmas season and New Year's. So it's really whatever brings people together. I feel like this, is, this year, if I bring something to my family, like last year, the, the one that
1: everybody really loved watching together was Bohemian Rhapsody because mm-hmm. it was everybody can kind of enjoy it get into it so maybe rocket man will be the like the choice this year
0: okay. to me yeah. it, just my whole life i've always been like a I, like obnoxiously like it's it's halloween all all the time so like <laughs> like the month the time between halloween and christmas I'm, I'm always like no it's we're still watching horror movies so i've never really had like a specific halloween i go from like halloween weird middle part right into christmas movies i i don't i don't think i've ever i don't really have any movies that i associate with thanksgiving
2: the only the only movies I really do associate with Thanksgiving, just because my birthday always falls right around Thanksgiving, is just like whatever I make my birthday movie. And it's like my my family didn't appreciate one year when I made it Anna Karenina. That made nobody happy, but that <laughs> this made 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 me happy. it's probably going to be Frozen 2. Yeah. That's a good yeah. One. Frozen 2 seems like a good family one, and then uh, for a while it was the Hunger Games movies, so... I don't know. It's just like usually my recommendations never please the family, but I try. But I think theater-wise, I think either the Mr. Rogers
1: movie, yeah, Frozen 2. Those are the ones that... Cats. Cats. <laughs> you're really pushing
0: the, the cats go see the cats, cats 1 1, right Tony now. Of, there, there you yeah. go in, yeah. in no better video. promo
2: to end this show with go see cats I can't wait to have that conversation here I,
0: I, I will be on every movie talk leading up to the release of cats
2: <laughs> please please do whether
0: I'm invited or you're not. only
2: allowed back until we get one of those videos oh, God. I'll take the I, rocky uh, one
0: uh, try and find them i'll try and find them i'll dig through my parents basement because rocky one or or
2: your high school musical uh, troy bolton (laughs) days god i
0: was so good i was so good why did i stop
2: all right well (laughs) when we get that from you you're welcome back to movie talk nikki you're welcome back whenever you want Ah. thank you so much for being here today adam in the booth Dorian in the live chat thanks for your help as always you guys should head on over to collider live right now because they actually have alan Richson on the show today which is super exciting Please do not leave this episode of Movie Talk without liking and sharing it. We will be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. PT, for Friday Day. It'll be great. See you then.
1: It's that little Chico, Pete Poo, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.